Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. We're going to be talking to Heath Hint from Big Gold Nation a little later in the show. Also, this hour, we're going to hear from uh, Golden Eagle baseball players Christopher Sargent, Reese Ewing, and Tanner Hall. We've got a good show for you today. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We thank them for all they do for our show, and we thank them for all they do for Southern Miss Athletics. It is a great place to take your family for a good meal, and it is a great place to cater your next event. All right, Luke Johnson, Nico Mazza on the mound tonight. Golden Eagles take on 13-31 and 31 Tulane, but I think Tulane's probably a little better than their record indicates. Uh, your thoughts about tonight's matchup? Yeah, I think it's uh, with Matt Adams coming back in. You can put Nico Mazza in a uh, in in the weekday, and I think Golden Eagles will allow him to pitch longer into the game tonight. Whereas, you know, you're seeing what you get out of Matt Adams on Sunday, and you ended up you know getting a little under three and in three innings or so, and you you pitch five pitchers in that game. They'll probably see how long Nico can go tonight and try to get him some confidence, and then you know you bring the bullpen in. Uh, a, a little later, Tulane actually over this last weekend after losing to the Golden Eagles, um, they were on the road in Greenville uh, against East Carolina, who has you know gone in and out of uh, the top twenty-five. Was actually in hosting discussion for a while. They uh, they won game two eight to nothing, lost game one by one run, and lost game three by two runs, and that was up in Greenville. So um, Tulane, you know, playing better, certainly not reflective of their uh, of of where their RPI is or and, uh, you know, they're going to be just like we were two weeks ago. We were kind of chapped for getting beat by uh, Louisiana Tech in the midweek. Tulane's going to be looking for blood tonight. All right, Golden Eagles swinging the bats. They've scored 10 or more runs, six of their last seven games. Uh, in that period of time, a 340 team batting average, 19 doubles, two triples, 17 home runs, and 72 runs scored. A big part of that has been the resurgence of Christopher Sargent, first baseman. Uh, talk to him Saturday after the ball game, he had hit a monster home run. So there are some references to that game. But here was our conversation Saturday afternoon with Christopher Sargent. All right, uh, Christopher Sargent on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. You hit a home run today. We understand it's still rolling. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, that was one of the things. I just got the pitch I wanted, and I got all of it. Definitely got all of it. All right, Christopher. 
We know you struggled early in the year, and I, I watch you a lot early in the year. I can see inside the dugout from where I sit. I can see the frustration with you, but you've battled your way through it, and you're really seeing the ball. How difficult was that for you? Yeah, it was tough. You know, being a senior, you know, most of the time you, the biggest thing is to come out and, you know, start hot and stay hot. And I just – it's one of the things I had to battle through. Yeah, I didn't start off the first three or four weeks. is not how I wanted to go. But, you know, what I feel like, you know, once we start a conference, it's one of them things where, you know, I just had to build my confidence, understand it's a new season, and I really feel like I really did that because, you know, I'm batting pretty well in conference now. And, you know, it was the biggest thing was just, to, you know, get through the first little three or four weeks of funk. You know, it's part of baseball. It's a game of failure. You just had to understand that. You know, they're going to have ups and downs. You just got to stay level. People say that when you're really swinging the bat well, you see the ball much better. Is, is there truth to that? Oh, most definitely. See, you know, you know, I have a thing where sometimes, you know, I swing some pitches out the zone here and there just because I'm just wanting to hit the ball so bad. But, you know, Coach Krill and Barry and them has really helped me. I, I stand in on pins and understand that just at the end of the day, they got to come to me. They're more scared to me, of me than I am of them. I got to understand that if I get that good pitch, it's just it can get dangerous. And you bat behind the Bunker Hill bomber so they, they can't walk around him to get to you. That's a pretty lethal one-two punch right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man, Slade, you know, it's kind of one of the things. I don't know how many times it's been done, but going back-to-back three times this year has been pretty awesome. You know, yeah, he swinged the bat well, and I can't be more proud of him. I'm happy for, you know, the success that he's having. You know, there's nothing more exciting in sports than a dramatic home run. And back-to-back home runs, Christopher, they're pretty good. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> it's one of them things where it's just you just got to come out and understand that you know, once a home run's hit in front of you, they're going to they're going to try to attack you, and you got to know that. So you just got to get your swing off, and that's that's what we've done a couple of times this year. But about three weeks left, you guys are right there at the top of the league. I, I really believe this ball team is in a pretty good position to win the regular league championship. Yes, sir. You know, we just got to come out and keep playing hard. You know, uh, we're pitching well, we're getting good starts out of our pitchers, and you know, our lineup's starting to click really well. And the biggest thing is just to come out and just understand that you know have the confidence and know that we're a good team you know yeah we lost some pitching last year here and there we hadn't had that best pitching always hadn't had the best hitting always but you know we're starting to click as a team and that's that's, that's the best thing about this brotherhood you know I really feel like that this last stretch having a lot of games at home is going to help us out and I just feel like uh you know at the end of the day if we just keep playing hard it's going it's going it's going to work out for our favor from the standpoint of covering the team the way I do I get the sense that it's really coming together and at the right time of the year yeah definitely it's definitely starting to come together you know you know we're at Average, and I know not today, but the past few games we've averaged 10 hits a game, and it's one of them things where you just got to understand that you know you got to have confidence in each other. You know, when the pitchers are down, we got to hit well. When we're not hitting best, they got they got to step up. You know, that's what we're doing here lately, and I can't be more proud. All right, we're gonna go back to Friday night. That catch that you made right over here at ESPN Highlights, my man. I saw you on Barstool Sports this morning. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just, you know, I just one of them things, you know, I've, I've always been pretty pretty good with my hand-eye coordination, and it's one of them things, you know, I just, really, I look back at the video, I just dove and had my glove in the right spot, and one of them things where just, they wasn't getting out of the way, so I just dove over them, and, you know, luckily he got that catch. All right, my man, keep up a good work. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, so Christopher Sargent obviously made a spectacular catch, and the, leaning over the rail of the visiting dugout uh, Friday night, which which did make a lot of national uh, sports fees. It was spectacular. And, and hit a bomb uh, Friday night, uh, uh, Luke, that was really something to see. Upper part of the pine trees over uh, left center field, he, he really squared up on that ball. Yeah, he did. And, and we mentioned it to Coach Barry yesterday. He is now, with that ninth home run this year, he's now uh, tied for fourth place all-time in home runs. Uh, he's at 46. He's tied 
uh, with uh, Brad Wilcott. He's right behind Jeff Cook and then Mark Maddox, I think, at 53. And then, of course, Walner. What, Walner's 59, I think. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Sergeant uh, with, with a, a Sarge charge this you know, last uh, part of the season, he could easily slide into uh, to third place. Uh, if he got really hot, maybe even um, second place all alone. And so I, I think what I took away from what he said just then was he's, he's feeling confident and he's seeing the ball better. And one of the things we talked about him at the first part of the season, when you're a hitter and you're not having success, you press. And uh, he, he's out of that funk now, and it's great to see uh, him hitting. Yeah. Next segment, we'll uh, bring you the interview we did with Reese Ewing, who I who I think, uh, Luke, is kind of like Christopher Sargent in the respect. He really seems to be coming on right now. And if you can get Sargent swinging the bat like we've seen him in the past, uh, keep Reese Ewing swinging the bat. And if you can get Peyto to follow up with uh, what he did Sunday, then suddenly the offensive – prowess of this team becomes pretty significant those two guys are huge and and for ewing it's just hard to believe now your guy you're having a guy hitting the six or seven hole that was your three hole hitter on a 47 win team last year but because of that the six and seven hole naturally will probably see a little little uh, better pitching and so reese capitalizing on that is average up now to uh to 261 you know just uh what last week or even before the coastal series he was in the 230 range so good to uh, to see him up, but yeah, Peto. If you have Peto and Ewing that start getting hot towards the bottom of the lineup, it is like another three and four hole hitter at the bottom of the lineup, um, and and so so important for those guys. All right, so last seven games, three forty team average, nineteen doubles, two triples, seventeen home runs, seventy two runs. Time to fire the pitching coach. Am I, I mean the hitting coach? Am I right about that, Luke? They sure talk good about Coach Creel, and uh, I think there's there's obviously a reason for it. I I think there's a lot going on. Um, when you look at what's been with our pitching staff, uh, I think everybody across the board is is that the the zone seems to be a, a tad tighter this year. Uh, there's just a, a coldness that some of our guys started with, but when you look at what we've done the last two years, we've hit more home runs um, the last. You know, two years than we had previously with some of those unbelievable hitters in the lineup. And I mean, we're now up to 57. We were at 81 two years ago, at 82 last year. So they may not get to that number, but I mean, you what, 17 in the last seven? I mean, you got a chance if you continue to get hot. It just like, it was like the coastal series that, that they just, you know, came alive. And, uh, right. it's great to see. And they, to your point, they need to continue that with, uh, with Tulane tonight. Real quick, as we go to break, you got us a great guest lined up for Thursday. We're going to talk about the NFL draft, right? Yeah. Joe Marino, player development at Southern Miss and a guy who can really speak to this. He's going to uh, talk to us about the draft and what our players, uh, you know, through that and even after that and what some of these, these guys uh, that signed uh, free agent deals and are going through rookie camp, um, like I did many years ago with the Lions, what they're facing. But Joe Moreno, player development, and uh, Will, Will Hall really loves this guy, and, and we look forward to having him back on the Eagle Hour. All right. Group text this morning involving Coach Hall, and uh, we're, we're wanting to know. He referenced the Kenny Rogers uh, mention on the show. You do know who Kenny Rogers is, right? The gambler. I know when to fold him. <laughs> we'll be back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great place to buy all of your Southern Miss apparel. And if you live out of state, uh, out of town, wherever, you can go to CampusBookmart.net 24-7 and uh, make sure that uh, you pick out your favorite apparel and they'll deliver it right to your front door. Also, I want to thank Jana King, the King of Clean, for their sponsorship of our program. Jana King's been working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. Jana King can do the same thing for your business, and all you got to do is go to JanaKingCleans.com. That's JanaKingCleans.com. Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation uh, with us on the show, and uh, Heath, always good to have you. You uh, you told us all fair, and it ties in perfectly to our visit with Reese Ewing, uh, that the baseball team uh, out on the East Coast had a little sit-down, talked about their batting, and, uh, and since then uh, they've just been knocking the cover off the ball. You had that on Big Gold Nation yesterday. Share that with our listeners, please. Yeah, I just kind of sit down. Uh, Coach Perry was nice enough to reach out and talk to me and was asking about the turnaround with the hitting and what's taking place. And he had talked about, you know, after that second Coast of Carolina game, they kind of had a here's meeting and challenged them, looked at what Coast of Carolina was doing and uh, challenged them to implement that. And, and since then, the hits are up and, and runs are up and strikeouts are down. It seemed to work. So, uh, hey, look. Nothing wrong with copying what uh, what's successful, and if that's what it's like, it's worked so far. Well, there's no question about that. A big part of the uh, turnaround has been the uh, bat of Reese Ewing, been really hitting the long ball and uh, really got a great swing. Uh, talked to Reese uh, for Saturday after the game as well, so there are some uh, Friday and Saturday references. Listen to this, Heath, and then tell us, uh, evaluate Reese Ewing's contribution to Golden Eagle Baseball after you hear this. All right, Reese Ewing on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Reese, a good day for you today. I'm curious, how how's this year been different? You've played right field, left field. You've had to move around. Is that does that create any problems for you? Uh, There's no problem at all. I mean, I've been practicing, and uh, I think I've proven myself that uh, I can play anywhere out there, and I'm ready to do whatever is needed and asked of me. So I'm just, it's not that tough for me to just do what I'm told. All right, so new faces come in. I guess they come in, they try to compete for your position, but Reese Ewing's still on the field. You've still shown that you're an extremely important part of this operation. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, just working as hard as I can. Just to, uh, I'm excited when I get my opportunities. I'm, I'm honestly just thankful for every chance I get to play. I mean, this is my last year of baseball, and I'm, I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself and just have fun and uh, relax and have a good time. How does this? How does this team compare to last year's team in your eyes, Reese? Uh, I mean, it's different in a lot of ways, but I think uh, I think it, we're better in certain aspects. And uh, right now, we're probably struggling a little more than in in some sides of the ball. But I think if we all get it together this year, like I think we can, I think we can make a. A strong, strong run. You seem to be hitting better as the year goes on. Is that is that a, just a natural development? Uh, I think early on, I just I, I try to put a little too much pressure in the beginning of, of trying to get something, making something happen uh, in the situations that I had, and and now I'm really just it, it's been a real emphasis on when I step on the field. It's just have fun and and understand that not everybody gets this opportunity. And I'm really thankful that. And I'm out here playing, so if I do good or bad, it really doesn't matter. What's your What's your career here meant to you? 
Oh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so thankful for just being able to play at a university like this. Uh, I mean, we have one of the best fan bases in the country. I couldn't ask for a better coaching staff and teammates. Everybody's awesome. Uh, I'm going to have some lifelong friendships, and I'm thankful for this place. All right, so big personal news, you're about to be a married man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I am. That's probably the biggest news out of everything in my whole life. Uh, yes, sir, I'm really excited. Uh, best day of my life, and I, I, I can't wait to uh, to grow with my fiance Kate, so it, it's exciting. All right, tell us about this young lady before we let you go. Oh, man, she's perfect. Uh, I've always said... Uh, before I met her, if I wrote down exactly what I wanted in a wife, she would she would exceed all of that. So that's exactly what I, I think. Congratulations. About. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want you to know how much you mean to all of us that follow Southern Miss Baseball. You're a, you're a perfect example of, of what our program is about. We're grateful that we've had you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, none of that goes unnoticed. Uh, it, it means a lot because there's a lot, of, there's a lot of voices out there. And, I mean, I choose to listen to, to the good ones. And that's a good uh, philosophy to have. Listen to the good voices. Heath Hinton, Reese Ewing, I think, one of the most, uh, I don't want to say underrated, but a, but a player that seems to fly under the radar, but it's very, very valuable. Very valuable. Uh, hitting has really picked up, I'd say, the past two to three weeks. Fielding has really, imp- uh, really gotten better from last season, but more than that, the type of kid he is, the type of person he is, uh, you have to have those, those guys that are, he has such strong Christian beliefs, and uh, those guys are important to teams. And uh, you have to have somebody like that on your staff, and, I mean, on your team. And he's a glue guy, very important, and he's going to be huge down the stretch. Yeah, he hits the ball well. And, and Luke Johnson, he's a really good outfielder, and, and I think Heath pointed out something. He's a high-character kid. Yeah, he is. I, I found it interesting. There, he's he's uh, saying it's his last year of baseball, you know, and so probably uh, we'll we'll hang it up after after this. I, I would assume that's what he's talking about. But but yeah, I think sometimes when you uh, when you know that that uh, the career's coming to a close, you're going to go out with a bang. And it was interesting to hear him talk about the difference between last year's team and this year's team. And I think a lot of guys on this team still feel like, especially with the offensive resurgence, that this team can make some noise down the stretch. How big a run can this team make, Heath? With the remaining schedule, uh, you look at you know, South Alabama. We all know what South Alabama's been to Southern Miss. Uh, they could make a serious run. You get in. The thing is, you've got to get into the tournament. You've got some low RPI teams. Uh, South Alabama's a little over one hundred, and then ULM's just—they're just haven't had a good season. And then two lanes tonight, but you get into. Uh, Louisiana, you get into the tournament, you're going to play better RPI teams in the tournament, especially with, what is it, all 10 teams within three or four games of each other. So the RPI is going to improve once you get in the tournament. I mean, they can make a serious run and still be in contention to host. Things would have to go their way, but hosting is is definitely not out of the picture yet. Right. All right, the Super Talk uh, Eagle Hour will be at the tournament uh, in Montgomery, Alabama. Luke and I will both be out there. And Luke, I'm making those dinner reservations. Uh, I'm just going to need some credit card information from you when we uh, get off. I wouldn't expect there. anything else from you, Bob. <laughs> All right, Heath, while we got you left, about three minutes left, I, I'm pretty excited yesterday to see a Golden Eagle get drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. I, I told the guys yesterday, as a lifelong Redskin fan, let me admit that the Cowboys have a, a real mystique about them. And uh, you get a chance to play for the Dallas Cowboys, you've made it pretty big time. 
It was. I mean, it's pretty incredible for Eric Scott. But I think what was great, and I put on posted the link on Twitter was uh, the call when he got the call from Jerry Jones and the coach and everything, and you heard the emotion in his voice, and you heard what it meant to him to get that call. I know we were, you know, we were getting ready to make dinner and cutting some onions in the house. I was a little teary eyed from that, not from that, <laughs> not from watching the video, but you just heard. Uh, you just heard in his voice how appreciative he was and how much it meant to him to get drafted. And all the guys who are free agents even get drafted. What a big moment for them. And, you know, I think Eric, being as tall as he is, running a 4-4, I think uh, they're looking at him going, he's kind of a steal in the late round, maybe somebody that a lot of people weren't looking at and uh, may have a chance to play immediately and make a big impact on the Cowboys. Look, I'm a diehard Saints fan like Luke, so I, I'll root for him as long as he's not playing the Saints. Love the kid to death, but, uh, hey, I'm happy for him. Going to the Cowboys, what a great honor. Luke? Yeah, same thing. I was a little surprised, Heath, though, uh, that Brownlee didn't get drafted, but I do think the Jets uh, are a place where he can thrive, and Aaron Rodgers has always been a guy that's that spread spread the wealth. What about the others? Um, it's just really somebody who went through rookie uh, minicamp. It's tough, you know, for uh, for for those guys. They're on an up up uh, uphill battle. Uh, but you know, Takeem Doss uh, gets a chance with the Ravens as well. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Marshawn Keeney the other day, and we were talking. You know, he got to go to the Arizona Cardinals as a uh, free agent, Sonny. And he talked about how awesome the experience was. And, of course, um, he's not making a cut, but he said it's just the opportunity and how you never get the opportunity to – that's an opportunity that you never thought you would get. And when you get it, you have to make the most of it and give it your all. It's – I think somebody talking dogs with his size, if he can get his size down, uh, you know, maybe maybe a tackle, maybe a guard – but uh, he has the ability, if he can keep his weight down, to uh, maybe make a team. But perhaps even, you know, with the USFL, with the XFL, maybe if he doesn't make it with the NFL team, there's still so many opportunities for these guys to play professionally now. No question. Heath Hinton, how do you join Big Gold Nation? Just go to southernmiss.rivals.com uh, or just Google Big Gold Nation. Click sign up. we got some good stuff. Uh, guy that was on uh, does a show with y'all, Ben Milam, just put out a great baseball article about last week. So, uh, you know, come join. Have a good time. Join the conversation. Find out the inside info, what's going on. Always appreciate you, Heath. Heath Hitton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. He'll be back on the Eagle Hour very soon. Luke and I will be back on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank our sponsors, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place for you to have lunch uh, Monday through Friday. Great place to enjoy the ball games this weekend. If uh, if maybe you're not going to the pit, go to the pit if you can. If not, then make sure you take the games in at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also want to thank D1DBAT, state-of-the-art training right here on Hardy Street for kids of every age involved in baseball and softball for adults of every age. 
involved in every type of sport. Uh, D1 has a training program for you, weight loss as well. Uh, lots of reasons to visit D1 and DBAT on Hardy Street. Luke Johnson, I don't know if you're ready for this, man. Let me tell you this, the Eagle Hour on the road, Thursday at Mobay Beignet, Friday at the Okatoma River Festival in Collins, May 18th, I'm not even sure if this has been put on our schedule here, Columbia Block and Brick, May 24th through 26th, Luke and I will be in Montgomery for the conference baseball tournament. Luke, gracious enough to come back and then anchor our coverage of a very important event we'll be doing at Camp Shelby on May the 26th, and then we'll be at Ramey uh, Motors in Purvis on the 31st. And I say we're booked up for the month, Luke. How about you? Yeah, I, do these come in like uh, like through some, I don't know, like like some uh, Google spreadsheet request or something? I mean, it's like... <laughs> It's crazy. May, May's always busy, but man, it's busy for the Eagle Hour. Yeah, now I'm looking forward to, to to all these events. They're really cool getting out, but especially looking forward to end of the month at, at Camp Shelby and Eagle Hour on the road. Three days that uh, will be in Montgomery, and then that that uh, Friday Montgomery and Camp Shelby the same day. No question. All right, Tanner Hall wins uh, collegiate baseball. One of the national players of the week also was the Sun Belt Player of the Week. That came out just to, actually right before we went on the air. A Saturday afternoon when we were kind of hanging out with the guys, uh, we had a great conversation with Tanner Hall, and uh, here's how that went. All right, we've got uh, the great Tanner Hall on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. You've had a lot of good performances last night, uh, probably right up there. You were really locked in on the Friday night game. Yeah, I mean, I just had, uh, I feel like I had all the pitches working last night, so it was a little easier to, you know, get ahead early, work the work the change up off of that sinker, and uh, just kind of get those swings and misses and stuff throughout the game. I mean, with the offense hitting how they did as well, it made it easy for me. Obviously, putting up five in the first uh, gives me a lot of confidence when I'm out there pitching because I understand that those little mistakes aren't going to hurt as bad now that I know the offense is hitting how they were. Uh, you were four strikeouts short of the record held by the great Ray Guy. Were you aware of that? Did that was that ever a consideration, or was it time to get you out to save your arm? Uh, I never, I didn't even know that honestly. But in the moment uh, when it happened, I had those last two strikeouts. I got pumped up just because I knew that that was my last inning. Uh, Coach Oz told me that I had one more, and I think he just didn't want to push me too much. So, yeah, I mean, I was excited about it, but yeah, I had no idea that I was going for any types of records or breaking my career record or anything like that. I was just trying to go out there and compete. All right, so two of the three weekend starters are gone from last year's team. And then our Saturday starter gets injured. We don't know exactly when Matt Adams will be back. How much added pressure has that put on you, Tanner? Because you're the, you're the guy. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's much pressure. It's more opportunity. That's kind of how Coach Oz teaches us is to look at moments like that as opportunity because, I mean, we still have guys like Billy, you know, who stepped up. And, I mean, you saw that today. He stepped up and just shoved right against these guys. And, I mean, that's, what's, that's what it's all about is having those guys that aren't seen as much to come out and show who they are. And I feel like that's more important than, you know, kind of putting the pressure on the Friday or anything like that. Either way, I'm I'm going to do my thing on a Friday and, and worry about pitching in that game. And then when the next game starts, that's when we worry about the next one and so forth. 
Well, give us a little inside baseball. Last night, early on, you walk a couple guys. Coach Oz comes out to the mound. What What are those conversations like? Uh, honestly, he came out and he asked how I felt. And, I mean, I told him I felt good. It was just one of those moments where, like, you just kind of don't really know what's going on. And, I, you know, I'm trying to rush into, like, all right, let me, let me get back on the rubber and throw this strike real quick versus kind of taking a moment, taking a breath, and being like, all right, let me get, really get back in here. So that's why he came out was just kind of slow the game down a little bit and just talk to me and be like, all right, how'd you feel? All right, slow it down a little. Let's let's get ahead early and let's go right at these guys. And that's kind of what he said, and I had me locked in after that. All right, right at the top of the standings, about three weeks left, tournament right around the corner. lot to play for. The Golden Eagles really in position to maybe win this regular season. I mean, yeah, that's what we're going for. It's one step at a time, one game at a time. So, like, yesterday and today were two big wins, whether, I mean, no matter who's in the other dugout or not. But every win matters at this point. And after dropping some games this year that we feel like we definitely should have came out with wins, uh, it kind of means a little more whenever we're in this point of the season getting late. And, uh, honestly, it doesn't matter too much because if uh, this is the time of the season to get hot rather than any time else. This is when it matters. This is when it when the real teams show and it shows who's really who wants it more and I feel like yesterday was one of those nights where I wanted it more than that other team and tonight showed as well Billy wanted it more than them and I mean he he showed that well you're in a zone like you were last night that's just got to be the best feeling in the world oh yeah I mean the the whole uh, atmosphere out here was just electric the the stomping and stuff I, I said it on an interview yesterday that when you have two strikes on a guy and Pete Taylor Parks got the whole crowd stomping in the stands. Sometimes you feel like you don't have any choice but to strike them out. All right, I don't know if you remember this, but at the start of the season on Media Day, I told you how much I know fans appreciated the loyalty you showed to this program last year, more so than ever now. You're still, I, I'm assuming, very happy to be a Golden Eagle. Absolutely. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This is kind of this is where I was made, I feel like. Uh, I mean, in high school, I was I was a four-seam guy. I get here and turn into a sinker guy, and that's kind of how I saw my success with Coach Oz. I mean, he's taught me just about everything I know now with, with pitching and stuff and how to attack hitters and really the ability in my pitches is what he gives. He gives me confidence. He teaches me these small adjustments to where I can now make those adjustments out on the mound and, and make it during the game to where I don't have to, you know, just wait till between innings after I give up a three-run spot to be like, hey, this is what you were doing wrong. I can kind of critique it while I'm out there. All right, Tanner, you're going to lead the team. Let's go win the regular season championship. I think we should do it. Let's do it. All right, Tanner Hall, everybody. Uh, Saturday afternoon uh, after the uh, Saturday game with Arkansas State, uh, can't really overemphasize the importance of this kid to the program, uh, Luke, uh, and in all likelihood his last season. Is that a, a fair thing to think? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. I mean, he's top top 20, uh, maybe top 15 pitching prospect in college baseball right now. Eight and three this year. Um, appeared in 11 games, people only hitting 225 off of him. And you would look at that and you would say, man, 277 ERA, 69 strikeouts. He's only walked 25 people. And in some ways, this season has less shine on it just because of what he did last year probably will never be replicated again. I mean, it was just incredible last year. And I think what it shows is he's having more of a grind this year because, you know, the, the game – catches up in some ways, and people have adjusted in some ways. But even when people look at him and say, you know, the this is how we're going to adjust, and probably for them they're going to, like we've seen what Coastal did, you know, swing earlier in the count, and other teams have done. James Madison did this as well, just to not let 
it, if he if he get, if you get down 0102, the changeup's coming and you're not going to touch it. So uh, I, I feel like he has battled a lot more this year and still the sub three ERA, still averaging more than a strikeout an inning, and with you know leading the team with eight wins. So. It's uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. Um, not only what he's done last year, but as he's, you know, there's been some Mondays where Coach Barry's come on the show and he just said, you know, Tanner, Tanner had had less than his stuff, and so when you have to, when you you know kind of find that out in inning one, and then you just bear down and say, no, we're gonna grind it out, and uh, for him to be eight and three right now with a two seven seven ERA is great. Yeah, Tanner Hall, you you count on him to to get you every Friday night game. You'll count on him to get you that first uh, win. Uh, in the upcoming conference tournament. And I've had people ask me this. Uh, so when we get in the tournament, is there any chance that uh, Scott will hold Tanner uh, for maybe the second or third game? And obviously, I don't know what Scott Berry's going to do. But my guess, Luke Johnson, would be no. He's going to nah, he's gonna go I, win the first game with Tanner Hall. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, that could change it uh, is if – I just don't think that even if we end up hosting the four-seed – I still think Scott'll Scott'll throw it. I mean, even when we when we host, he's done that. Um and that's just because in a regional two two reasons. If you don't win game one, you're up the creek. Even if you win game one and you have to use a bunch of pitchers in game one to win it, you're in the winner's bracket, but you're still up the creek. Right. And the thought with Tanner is just like what he did the other night. I mean, in any given night he can give you seven or eight innings and you look up and you have only one other pitcher on your staff that you know threw 10, 10 to twenty pitches. Yeah, uh, and the entire staff is, and that's that's how we won the regional last year was just the depth of the bullpen. And when he's electric, he's electric when he's on. Man, he was on Friday night, and it's a real joy to watch Tanner Hall pitch uh, when when everything is working. All right, Mo Bay Beignet Company, like we said, we're going to be there Thursday. They're the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Got great coffees. Delicious beignets with a variety of toppings that change every month. And, you know, God willing that a creek don't rise, uh, Luke and I will sample some of those for you uh, come Thursday afternoon. Mo Bay Beignet, that's where we'll be. We thank them for their support of the show. We're going to wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour right on the other side of this final break. segment on this Tuesday, sunny Tuesday, beautiful Tuesday. It'll be beautiful tonight at Pete Taylor Park. It's all brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Bob, you know it's almost been um, two years to the day 
The, the, when there was a five to eight forty run at the, the famous, uh, D1 training, the famous, uh, the famous sprint. The, uh, the I famous say I sprint. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed. And uh, the famous hamstring pull too. Jeremy McLean actually warned me because he was on air with us before that happened. He said, "You better watch them hammies; they'll pop." And and what did mine do? It it popped. But uh, D bat D one, not only home of the uh, Luke Johnson five two eight forty, but can it get you into much better shape than me? And, uh, and if they can, if they can do a five two eight with me, oh the wonders, Eagle Hour listener, that they can do with you, well, Dbat D one. And let D-Bat us not forget that where we're going Thursday, you you have a a record that I don't think will ever be broken. There. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I probably just for old time's sake, I may eat like one or two. Uh-huh. Um, Michael actually told me because I'm I'm you know doing that 5K this weekend that I could probably eat all the, the beignets I want. I just don't necessarily know if I if I need to indulge myself in that manner. Um, Sanders not going to be there, so it really won't matter how many I eat. I'll eat more than him. Um, <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. Baseball tonight uh, at 6 p.m. in Pete Taylor Park. Golden Eagles throwing Nico Maza. Nico will make his uh, his first. Midday or, or weekday start. And as Scott Barry pointed out, we win tonight. We can get back to, uh, I think we actually end, uh, with a six and five midweek record. So good tonight. Tulane will counter with right hander Chandler Welch, two and five with a 7.05 ERA. So, uh, Southern Miss against, uh, Tulane tonight, longtime rivals. Tulane in one of those, you know, top six or seven teams that Southern Miss has, has played, um, all time in in games. Just so you know, Welch did not throw last week in the Johnny Holstaff game from Tulane against Southern Miss. Sunbelt action this evening. Eastern Tennessee State at Appalachian State. Coastal Carolina hosts Charlotte. Marshall hosts Virginia Tech. Actually now being told that game is canceled. They just they updated that game is canceled, so Marshall will not play tonight. Incarnate Word down in San Marcos against Texas State. Troy hosts Jacksonville State. Vanderbilt, uh, Georgia State traveling up to Nashville to take on uh, the Vandy boys. And then Arkansas State, uh, a short ride up for the Memphis Tigers in Jonesboro. That's the slate tonight for the Sun Belt. And it's, it's one of those times of the year, Bob, we've hit May, and uh, you're about to only have track and field for a few more weeks, and then it's just baseball, baseball, baseball. You're right. Uh, I'm trying to pull something up here, Luke. It may take me a second. Uh, that was sent to me last night. Have you, have you heard anything about this this article involving uh, the Alabama baseball game and some questionable, not questionable, I guess. Is I'd be careful how I say this, but apparently bookies in Missouri will no longer book Alabama baseball games because of something that occurred in the game. Uh, in the game over the weekend, have you heard it? Have you heard about this at all? I haven't, and I was kind of surprised if it's a big story why Sander didn't didn't talk about it yesterday. Um, I think I saw something on Twitter about it. I have no idea what the story's about, but it's interesting. I wonder if that's a SEC payback or or something yeah. that's going on. While you're while you're staring at that, I actually, just had an Eagle Hour listener text us and uh, said that he loves Mobe Beignet so much that late Saturday night he had. To- <laughs> <laughs> Had to make a trip to go get some Mobe beignets. Uh, let me read this real quickly. I think it's finally pulling up here on my phone. Ohio gambling regulators on Monday instructed the state's licensing sports books to halt betting on college baseball games involving Alabama after suspicious wagering activity was detected on the Crimson Tides game 
against top-ranked LSU on Friday. Uh, it says here that uh, LSU won the game. They fin- they were ahead 8-1 to after seven innings, held off a late rally to beat the Crimson Tide for an 8-6 to victory. Uh, and uh, because of, of what they detected, uh, they indicated that in the state of Ohio, they will no longer take bets on Alabama baseball games. What in the world do you make of that? I don't want Alabama in our regional. I guess that's all I'll say. <laughs> How odd. I don't know that I've ever read an article like that. I'm going to try to find that's like, out a little more about it. But. That involves, what, like multiple states. That's uh, Yeah. How crazy is that, right? That's really interesting. Right? All right. So Golden Eagles tonight, uh, there won't be any controversy there, and we hope the Golden Eagles uh, win big. Your prediction tonight, Mr. Johnson? I want to see Nico Mazza, you know, maybe maybe five innings, maybe maybe a little more. It'd be tremendous if they can get that out of him tonight. But I do wonder if they're starting him because he is a starter and hoping to get, you know, three or four innings out of him. It just seems as if the last several weeks there has been the starter has uh, just basically thrown their midweek bullpen, you know, somewhere in the what 40, 40 pitch range. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested to see if they if they let Nico go. Uh, you just imagine though. It, it might be where he's throwing his midweek bullpen, and you want that guy to get confident, and you probably, most probably, will need him this coming weekend against the Jacks. Well, of course, we'll recap the game tomorrow. We'll look ahead to South Alabama. We'll have their play-by-play announcer on the show with us, and we'll go down to New Orleans and talk to Patrick McGee about how did the Saints do in the NFL draft if they improved uh, their lot uh, with those picks. Lots to talk about tomorrow. We hope you'll join us. One o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.